Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Big second half, big second half coming up for the Padres. John and Jim with you on the wrap-up show. This is an all-star edition, a morning edition. Um, glad to have you with us. If you are here, as always, please subscribe, whether you're here live or on replay. We appreciate your support. Smash the like button for us, and you can follow us on Twitter or threads at John Schaefer, at Jim Russell SD. If you're here live, we appreciate the super chats. Just click the dollar sign below the chat box. If you're here on replay, we do appreciate the super thanks, but Jim, the All-Star game is tonight, but more importantly for the Padres, they will start a 10-game road trip on Friday with the first of four in Philadelphia. Huge stretch, obviously, out of the break, into the trade deadline, and these 72 games in the second half. Can the Padres, in fact, make a run or not, based on what we saw to close the first half? The only reason why you would sit, like, at this point in time, have any faith and any hope is because of the six-game homestand they just had. Because you needed to have something kind of like that. You need to have something bigger and more sustained, like longer, to really drive home the hope. But if they didn't have a 5-1 and one homestand, say they had a 4-2 and two homestand. I mean, I, that would have been good, but I think that you need to, you need to put your foot on the gas pedal here and, and go like, you know, 13 to 15. Right, you need to have that type of stretch to get yourself back into this thing truly. Um, but the good news is they're on that kind of stretch right now. It's just that the All Star break happened, and they have to go on a ten game road trip right out of the All Star break. <laughs> so it's not going to be easy. Um, and you hope that the All Star break and the five days off here, or four days off, or however many days off there it is, doesn't halt this team's momentum that they kind of built a little bit over here over the last week. So um, maybe rest is a good thing, but I know that if I'm a hitter, like, I don't know, Manny Machado, I want to keep playing, even though I'm sure that he could obviously use the rest as well. Yeah, I think it's, yeah, I, I agree with you. I mean, I think when you look at the the second half, here's the thing, they've got 43 wins. Is that right right now? 43 and 47, yeah. So, and we talked about this. I mean, you know, realistically to have a shot, they'll need 87 wins. That may not be enough. But I I can tell you this, less than that will not be enough. So to get to 87, I mean, we can just all do the math together. That's 44 and 28. It will take nothing less than 44 and 28. That is just the honest truth. That's 611 baseball. That would be the second best record in the National League. Right now, I believe, behind the Atlanta Braves. So that's what's in front of them. They basically have to play... 600 baseball, um, and these first two games are crucial. I would say even the first four games we talked about a little bit maybe two nights ago on the wrap-up show. We talked about it yesterday on John and Jim. It's these four games against the Phillies because you've got teams in front of you, including Philadelphia, that if you lose a series to the Phillies, which means you lose three out of four or worse, I mean, you've really put yourself in a spot where you're going to have to play like 650-plus baseball to make the postseason. So right out of the gates, and we'll see. I mean, looking at the rotation – as good as Blake Snell has been, as good as um, you know Joe Musgrove has been recently, we'll see about Darvish. We'll see if they can get Waka healthy. We'll see about Lugo. I mean, they cannot get off to a similar start to the first half and the second half, or the season will be over. I mean, I think you can write that you can write them off at the end of this ten-game road trip if they go three and seven, or they can keep their season alive by going something like six and four or better. But they go three and seven on this trip, and we can start talking about 
2024. That's what I'll do. Yeah, you can't have a three and seven, 10 game stretch for the rest of the season. You just can't. You got to have, you know, mostly seven and three stretches for the next two months for, for 10 game stretches. You just have to. Um, the comments by Mookie Betts and Freddie Freeman the other day at the All Star game, um, at the All the Home Run Derby, excuse me, about, hey, yeah, of course the Padres are going to be there, you know, like of course they're going to be there. Are they? I I I think I uh, I still have to see a little more before I can truly say that. It's a little bit of like caution here, but I I definitely feel better about their situation after going five and one and especially with Manny Machado playing out of his mind. Cause what, what do we always say? This team goes as Manny goes when Manny's hot and when Manny's rolling, everything's great around him. But when he's not, it seems then the stuff starts popping up, right? Like this here, this there, this there. Um, and right now Manny's in one of those hot stretches. Um, so you hope those that continues on this road trip because man, if they go, if they, if they go six and four on this road trip, you feel damn good about yourself. Mm-hmm. Home taking on Pittsburgh and uh, Colorado or whoever else they play. Uh, right maybe the Texas the Rangers. Oh, that's right, Texas Rangers. Yeah, yep. That's when uh, they do the Bochi ceremony, Hall of Fame, Hall of Fame weekend. Yep. Yeah. So you feel you still feel good, um, and by no means is like the job done because you're still under 500 if you go six and four on this road trip. But you're starting to chip away, and then at some point you're gonna have to go boom, big stretch, big hot stretch coming up. And that's the only yeah. way you can do it. That's all yeah. they have. That's the only choice. And again, if they can get to the trade deadline and they can be sitting around 500, then they're obviously not going to be selling off. I mean, you just can't you can't convince me that Peter Seiler with his optimism and AJ Preller with his, you know, um, riverboat gambler attitude as a general manager and the way they've drawn this year, 3 million fans, 50 plus sellouts expected still for the entirety of the season. You can't convince me if this team is 500, even if they're five or six games out or four or five games out that they are, selling I, I could even see it if they're a game or two under 500 that they're even potentially buying but by the way the article you referenced where some of the dodgers commented publicly on the padres was by kevin mm-hmm. um yesterday it is interesting i think the basic premise from kershaw from Betts, from freeman is we want teams that spend to do well that's yeah. that was kershaw and that we don't know if when the Diamondbacks and the Orioles are having success, if that's good for baseball. But we do think when the Padres and Mets are winning, that's good for baseball. So I think they were coming at it from an angle of like, yeah, well, they've, they've spent a lot of money and we kind of want them to do well. And like you said, to your point, it's easy to say they're going to be there in the end. What do they care? At the end of the day, it's not their clubhouse. It's not no. their season. It's easy. And this is a team they lost to last year in the postseason. So I think it's just about giving them their flowers. But it's easy to say from the outside. Do you think the, the Dodgers are sitting there like, man, yeah, the Padres didn't make the postseason. Right. I mean, they, don't, they ultimately don't care. Um, so, you know, I, I think that from like Kershaw's perspective, he's like, hey, listen, they've spent $250 million. I'd like to see them succeed. And that's almost like a selfish way to look at it as a veteran. Um, and from the Dodgers perspective, it's like, well, you know, we saw what they were capable of last year and sometimes teams turn it on later than others. But what do they care if the Padres at the end of the day are in the postseason or not? I, I don't think they do. Yeah, I don't think the organization, the Dodgers at the end of the year, if the Padres don't make it, are having a meeting like, guys, <laughs> I, th- this sucks. I can't believe the Padres didn't make it. Are you guys OK? Is everyone OK in the room? Like, no, they're not going to give two shits. It's going to be. Oh, whatever. Like, if the Padres fail, that won't impact the Dodgers spending money at all. So it is kind of a weird, weird, like, you know, comments here. Because it doesn't matter what the Padres do. It doesn't. Okay? The Dodgers are going to spend regardless of if anybody who else that spends fails. No matter what. That's just Mm -hmm. how it is. Forever. So it's... One thing, if it was, um, trying to think, say the say the Marlins started spending a shit ton of money, and they went over a two hundred million dollar payroll, right? If the Marlins are saying this, like you have the Mar, like then you then you make sense. Like the Marlins need the Padres to have success, and vice versa, so that these things become the norm instead of an outlier. The Dodgers, when they say it, who gives a shit? They're going to spend money. No matter what, regardless if anybody else fails or not. 
Yeah, no, I agree with you. I mean, I'm looking at some of these quotes. Mookie Betts, they'll get it together. I'm sure they'll get it together, and they'll be right in the thick of things when it comes down to playoff time. Great roster, sometimes you're not going to win, but it's only the first half. Wait, great roster, sometimes you're not going to win, but it's only the first half of the season. I'm sure they'll be fine. Um, yeah. And then Kershaw like knows more about the Padres than like the wrap-up show. Ultimately, you win with how you pitch. And so the way that Snell is pitching right now, you'd want him to start any game for you. And then with Musgrove and Darvish, you still like their chances. So he's really breaking it down. Is he like watching every game at night after, after Dodger games? I guess so. I guess so. Uh, guys, if you're here, please subscribe. You're on content for Padres fan, fans. Appreciate you hanging out with us on this Tuesday morning before the All-Star game. Um, also, please smash the like button for us. You can follow us on Twitter at John Schaefer, at Jim Russell SD. We appreciate the super chats. If you're looking to support this channel, if you're here live, you can do it with the super chat by clicking the dollar sign below the chat box. If you're here on replay, we appreciate the super thanks as well. And thank you, Zach, for getting us off to the uh, first super of the day. Zach says, and thank you again, Zach. He says, Odds Preller moves off Grisham before the deadline. Jim. John. Um, yeah, I don't see it happening. I don't see them going and selling. I, and, and who wants Grisham anyway? Like, yeah, I, w- I, don't, I wouldn't say Grisham is selling if you part ways with him. It's not selling, but again, what is the benefit of moving off Grisham just because he's not good? It would be nice to upgrade. I mean, if you can upgrade, that'd be great. But just to move Grisham... Just to move him, you're not going to get anything in return for him. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, why? What do you think? I mean, I could I could see a player like Trent Christian be moved. I mean, I don't think he has value either. Um, I think ultimately that AJ Preller is going to hedge a bit at the deadline. I don't foresee drastic wholesale change in either direction. I don't think they sell off all of their non-controllable pieces like Josh Hader, Blake Snell, Hassan Kim, for example, Seth Lugo. I don't Mm. think they sell all those pieces off. Could one move? Yes. I also don't think he adds four or five major league pieces at the deadline. I think ultimately he could both buy and sell. He could move off of... You know, Josh Hader, maybe it's a bad example. He could move off Seth Lugo and then add, you know, a bad and a starting pitcher. Uh, he could move Trent Grisham and add another outfielder. Um, I, I don't think it's going to be like what we've seen a couple of the years recently, like 2020. They, they went fully for it. Last year, they went fully for it. I mean, they made huge changes last year, not just Soto, right? They had multiple changes at the deadline. Drury, who else? Bell. I mean, it was... It's a pretty significant deadline. I, I mean, that's not coming, in my opinion. I don't think it's coming either way, buying or selling for mm-hmm. the Padres three weeks from today. If you look back to 2020, I mean, you can even go back to 2019, not 2019, because that team, they sold off Framiel Reyes and multiple pieces. Um, but A.J. Preller, every year since 2020, has made a big move, regardless. Not 2021. He's traded for Adam Frazier. Exactly. I mean, that's not like a seismic move, but at the time, I mean, the headline was Padres trade for all-star second baseman. So that, and, and, and Jack Sawinski, they traded away for Adam Frazier, is like, I retweet his ass all the time from hitting home runs. He's like 20 home runs this year. So Preller, every single year, has made at least one move that is... I guess you could say headliney. 2020 with the Clevenger, 2021 Adam Frazier, 2022 Juan Soto. To say that he's just going to stand pat with a team that, you know, they have so much invested in. Thinking about it now, I wouldn't put it past Preller to do anything, honestly. I would. I mean, it's like they're already tied up. Like Darvish now, Musgrove, Hader, Soto, Bogarts, Machado, Tatis, Suarez. You know, I mean, it's like, there's so much money tied up that, I mean, I guess an Adam Frazier type player, but that that's completely, even if he would have hit, it wouldn't have been some, it's not franchise altering and it's not even significant in terms of winning or losing over the course of your 60 games. I mean, what, what, what Adam Frazier would have created in 2021 if he hit, what would he have been worth? A win and a half? I mean, that's I a mean, high war player for two months. Right, but I mean, at the time, John, he, he was an all-star starting second baseman. 
Yeah, I know, but he was like a slap hitting singles hitter. I mean, I'm saying even if he didn't hit 200 here and he hit 300 here, what would have been different? They still would have gone in the tank. Pro- I mean, yeah, probably. I mean, right. So it's like I'm saying, are they going to go find a piece that actually changes the fortunes of their season? What 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 I'm saying is, I don't think the Adam Frazier deal, while albeit it's not like this big name that everybody knows, like Juan Soto. Preller the last three years hasn't just made tinkering moves with like, oh, a bullpen piece they don't really know about that could really help you. Like he's made moves that are kind of flashy and headliny every single year, regardless of how what you think of Adam Frazier. It was still a flashy Padres trade for second baseman, all star. Yeah. 2020. But we were Clevenger. like, oh, I wonder why they traded for a second baseman when they already have middle infielders. What does this mean for Eric? Because well, he tried to get someone else yeah, and so. of other people. So he's always tried to go big in 2021. Remember, it was the hey, this these guys just need to play better, right? And also, well, they tried landing Scherzer at the deadline. Yeah, and couldn't I know? So he's tried to make splashy moves the last three years. In twenty twenty one, they were actually good at that deadline. So, but there's no splashy move to be made. And hear me out. I'm not saying they can make a splash move. I'm just saying it's not like Preller to just like stand pat and let things play it's, out. It's not, but the, the only way you bring talent to the major league roster theoretically is by giving up real pieces in your system, which is like, at what point does that stop? Because like the money's run out, like everything it is stopped is never going to stop with Preller here. It, it might, it might, it might stop this year, that's but what I'm saying, but it, it might, but over the course of the, however long he's here for probably for another hundred years, because Peter Seidler will give him like, Stake in the franchise, right? He's always going to try to make that splashy move. He what just was can't their help splashy himself. Move in 2016. What was their splashy move in 2017? What was their splashy move in 2018? What was their splashy move in 2019? It's just the as the as the organization has trended towards winning. Well, of course, all organizations that are winning are trying to add at the deadline. Organizations that are losing are trying to sell off and add pieces for well, their those future. teams. 2015 was the splashy moves. Yeah, they tried everybody. And they traded everybody. That, well, they didn't trade everybody because he kept he kept everybody at the deadline. Um, and then the next three years were all just rebuild bullshit. And then 2020 and 2021 and 2022, he's always tried to go big the last couple of years. I, I don't know. I, I don't. I doubt he's going to do anything big this 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 deadline. It, uh, what I'm saying is, don't I don't put anything past him. Well, sh- yeah, sure. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, I, I would just say that I think a lot of teams that are trending towards the postseason try to make moves that are like significant in nature. Uh, and it doesn't always happen, I guess, but it's not like it's just been the Padres that have been pulling off big trades over the last three years. I mean, you go back to 2021 with the Dodgers, and you know, when you acquire Trey Turner and Max Scherzer, that's as big of a trade as you can possibly make at a deadline, you know? And I mean, I think everyone's all for that type of trade, by the way. If you're in position to acquire players of the caliber of Soto, Turner, Scherzer, Clevenger at the time, I think everyone's a big proponent of that. I'm a proponent of that now. I just think that the system isn't going to be as fruitful as it's previously been. And you're not going to just keep trading away pieces like Jackson Merrill and Ethan Salas and Dylan Lesko and whomever your first round pick was this year. I think at some point you're going to have to hold pad a little bit. Not to say you can't add pieces like relievers to run it backs point pick up two solid relievers and we'll make the playoffs i don't necessarily think it's as simple as that run it back and thank you for the super chat they can absolutely add to their bench they could add a dh they could add relievers they could add a veteran starter i'm just saying the the big deal you're right well you can't put it past him it would surprise me because i don't think he has the equity in order to pull it off in his system and i think he might even realize himself that i can't go down this path each and every year if it's going to be viable each and every year. Yeah. I just don't, I just wouldn't put past Preller to get that itch and get a whiff of like, oh, he's available and check it out. I just wouldn't. So give me like, give me like, I don't know. Any name. Luis Roberts. Yeah. Who can hit the ball far? Yeah. The White Sox. What's his like situation? I don't know, but I'm just, I just threw a name out there for you. Um, he's on a six-year, $50 million deal with team options in 2026 and 2027. So, so you need to trade Jackson Merrill and yeah. Dale Nesco. 
Exactly. Exactly. If they if they go pry the one like one piece under control for the White Sox for right. the next four years, I'd be uh, I'd be impressed and I'd be surprised as well. All right, let's get back to some of these supers like this one from Matthew. Thank you, Matthew. Um, we should trade for Cody Bellinger and Justin Turner. So this has come up a little bit over the last couple of shows. Justin Turner's name. Um, you know, Justin Turner is having a nice year at the complete end of his career. This goes back to what we've said, really, all these trade deadlines, though, 2020, 2021 with Frazier, 2022 with Soto. Are these the pieces that are really going to impact your win and loss record anyway? Because did that happen in 2020, 2021, or 2022? Did any of the moves they made, or they, yeah, they made, impact what they did in the second half? No. Mm, no, but I think I would take Cody Bellinger on this team. I think Cody Bellinger would be a massive well, upgrade over Trent. I would t- he would be a massive upgrade over Trent Grisham. Massive. Um, and I think that he could be a guy traded the deadline. I mean, he's having a really nice year. And he just got back from injury. I, I think the Justin Turner thing, I don't see him going anywhere just because the Red Sox are fully in it. Like, they're two games out of a playoff spot. Why would you trade Justin Turner who's having a really nice year for you? Like, they're not selling, I don't think. The Cubs, it's really the Cubs aren't the Cubs aren't going to make this massive run in the second half. So Cody Bellinger is a guy that yes, I would put Cody Bellinger at on close to the top of my list if you're looking for outfielders and bats to go out and get. So you're going to add eight million dollars of salary for Cody Bellinger. Um, sure. Who makes yeah. twenty million dollars? Just going to yeah, just add eight. Well, who then? Who are you going to who are you, who are you going to get rid of? But you agree with what I'm saying? So I know. Gonna, they're going to go add salary, significant salary. Now he's going to be completely, you know, he's not going to cost you anything, relatively Again, speaking, I, because I, it's a one-year I, deal and he gets paid a ton. Dude, Preller can sweet talk his way to feels like anything with this organization. If he goes to Siler and says, "Hey, I have this deal here for Cody Bellinger that could really upgrade us, and uh, you know, be that center fielded piece that we're not having right now, and we just need to add eight million in payroll." Like it, it, like I just—it's not adding like thirty million in payroll. Well, at the, but at the deadline, there aren't no thirty million dollar ads. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because if a player makes thirty mil, you're only adding one third of the salary. But if a player makes twenty mil, I mean, it's it's an addition. I'm with you. He's had a nice little year, but little. I don't know. Take on salary, maybe. I don't know. Maybe. Again, I think you could do it effectively in terms of it wouldn't cost you much in your system, but he makes $18 million a year. So I don't know. The reason why the Cubs got Bellinger is to trade Bellinger. No doubt. Probably to a GM like A.J. Preller. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah. So, I, money um, aside, okay. money aside, though, I I think we could both agree Cody Bellinger would be a really good fit for this team. Oh yeah, I mean, I think I, money aside, I think there's a lot of outfielders that are better than Shohei Otani is a good fit for this team. Yeah, he'd be a really good fit. Um, I think there's a lot of outfielders that are better than Trent Grisham. To be honest with you, I'm surprised they've stuck with him as long as they have. As trigger happy as he is as a GM, the fact that they've throwing him out there every single day. The fact that they threw Austin Noll out there for, you know, the first 50 games of the season, that to me is surprising, to be yeah. honest. Yeah. Uh, David Bednar, locked down 7th, 8th, and ninth with the Pirates. Well, so don't, just, didn't David Bednar used to be with the Padres? Oh, yeah, that's sure right, did. he was. I don't think you're acquiring a closer. No. 
Unless you really just said, fuck it, we're going to load up in the back of our bullpen and get another closer. Right? Um, maybe. Yeah, I'd be surprised. I like the name. I think Bednar would cost you more than Bellinger, though, as far as prospect capital goes. Yeah, because I don't know how long he's under contract. He signed only through 2023. He's making $800,000. Just kidding. He wouldn't cost you shit. Actually, no, he's arbitration eligible. So you'd have no, no, he's not signed through 2023. He then he's then arbitration eligible. He's not a free agent until 2027. He'd cost a lot. You'd okay, have just four kidding. years. It cost you a lot. Yep. Um, Quan, thank you for your membership and your super chat, guys. Thanks for hanging out. Please subscribe if you are here. We're going to tell you about our title sponsor, Mark Nimitz, in a moment. Um, he says, get Lucas Giolito, move Lugo to the bullpen, uh, reassure starting pitching and reloads bullpen. Did you see what Lucas Giolito did last night? No, I did not. He, during the the home run derby, very weird. He posted something on Instagram, like announcing his divorce or something. What? Like very weird timing. (laughs) Like, first of all, what? Like, what? Right. We we do, we do Instagram posts announcing that we're getting divorces. I don't, I don't, but maybe he does. That's very weird. During the all-star game. During the All-Star game last night, yeah. he like talked like this huge post about hmm. his him and his wife getting a divorce. I was like, well, okay. That's bizarre. As, as, as J-Rod just hits another 500-foot home run. <laughs> <laughs> well, look at it this way. He's had a very nice year. He's a free yeah. agent at the end of this season. He's only making $10 million this year, so he'd be owed 3 or $4 million. Um, he's got a 2.8 war. He's made 19 starts for the White Sox. Um, it's an interesting name. I think they could absolutely add starting pitching. I think there's no question about that. As good as their starting pitching has been, they're one starting pitcher ineffectiveness or injury away from pitching Ryan Weathers in the second half of the season. That will not get you to the postseason. So I wouldn't be surprised if they added a back-end piece. That's not Giolito. That's more of a front-end piece. But I wouldn't be surprised if they added depth to the rotation, which also then helped their bullpen potentially with something like Lugo. I think it's a good point. Because while Waka's had a fantastic year, mm-hmm. the biggest concern with him is innings pitched. And you're already dealing with like some injury stuff. And, and you don't want this to turn into, well, he's going to have to be shut down. Because that's, that's, the, that's the worry here is that because Waka has kind of not overworked, but he's back on a regular every fifth day from the start of the season schedule that he wasn't really on for the last however many years. He hasn't pitched over 126 or seven innings in like eight years. And he's already at around 80. So that would be something getting a starting pitcher that I think they kind of need if they make a run here up until the trade deadline, because counting on Lugo who hasn't already has not pitched over a hundred innings more than one once time, one time in his career and Seth and uh, Michael Waka, who is dealing with, you know, shoulder fatigue and kind of an any limit here. And then you Darvish who's having a down year. Um, you need another starter. If you're going to make a run here, if you're in it, if you play good baseball up to the trade deadline. It's just going to be interesting to see like what they prioritize because like we're all saying, well, they could use a starting pitcher in the back. They could use a reliever, obviously, based on the you know the leads they've blown, the injuries they've had. They could use a DH. They could upgrade their bench. They could upgrade uh, behind <laughs> home a lot. plate. So a lot of yeah. things they need to do. That's the thing, and I don't see how they're going to do all that. And maybe all nobody right. addresses all of their needs. Pick one thing they have to upgrade, or at least hmm. go out and get at the trade deadline. You only can pick one. Put it in the chat. Yeah, you're basically saying starter, reliever, and maybe pick the position if you're picking a position player. Is it center fielder? Is it DH? Catcher. Is it catcher? Yeah. Yeah, it's, I don't know. I mean, what would you pick if you were picking just one? I think you're going to say bullpen. Just one? Uh, I was going to say starter after I just kind of talked myself into it. But... Th- just looking at the last couple of weeks here and knowing how fragile it is, I, I think I think I pick bullpen. I don't know, man. It's hard for me. I, I'm I'm tempted to add to the offense. 
even though you know you got the big four and the offense has been better for the last month, I just feel like there's black holes the bottom third of the lineup. Like if I can get one piece that can hit, easier said than done. It's not like Drury changed everything, Bell changed everything, Shoot Soto changed everything. Oh. They really struggled to hit. So that the means last two months you have complete faith in <laughs> Stephen Will- faith and Stephen Wilson and Robert Suarez coming back and being fully healthy. No, I don't. I really don't. Yeah, I that's, don't. That's that's why is if Robert Suarez was healthy. Then I would go. I'd probably. I mean, I go starter. Look what happened last year in the postseason. You got your ass bit because you didn't have a starter. So I'd go starter. Mm-hmm. But I had no idea what you're going to see from Robert Suarez when he comes back, or if he ever comes back. I've, I mean, Stephen Wilson coming off of an injury here, like you're never going to see Drew Pomeranz ever again. You need some some more help in that bullpen besides Josh Hader. Yeah, the issue is, and I forget some of the names, but he's acquired relief help over parts of the last three years, and he's acquired some pitchers that haven't worked out, right? Like, who did he trade for two years ago that had, like, a one ERA and was then awful in the second half? Uh, who did he say that again? You know, I got the he dogs. traded for a reliever with, like, a one ERA, and then he was terrible in the second half. I forget who it was. Veteran reliever he traded for in 2021. He was oh, terrible. Oh, Daniel Hudson. Daniel Hudson. Yeah. And sucked. then, so like he's, you know, I mean, there have been some, it's not like you can guarantee whoever you trade for is going to be effective in your bullpen either. Sure. I'm with you on Wilson and Suarez, but is Daniel Hudson a better option? Like at the time, it seemed like a better option. Then all of a sudden, you know, he can't hit the side of a barn with his pitches. Right. So, but again, I think you take shots in the dark with the relievers because it doesn't cost you that much at the end of the day. Yeah. Uh, um, okay, let me tell you about our title sponsor, Mark Nimitz, at Farmers Insurance. Whether you have auto, home, renters, life, earthquake, whatever your insurance needs are, you need to get in contact with the San Diegan, who is a lifelong Padres fan. That is our title sponsor here on the wrap-up show. Mark Nimitz, I've had a homeowner's and earthquake insurance policy through Mark for about two years. I've had a life insurance policy through Mark for about six or seven months at this point. He's a great insurance agent. You can take that from me, and he can save you money. I'm talking about six, $700, $750 or more just by switching your insurance over to Mark. If you support our channel, please support our local partners that are Padres fans like Mark Nimitz at Farmers Insurance. Whatever it is, you can click the link in the description down below to get to his website, which you see on screen. You get free quotes online or free quotes by calling Mark. And if you call Mark, he will talk to you about your insurance. He will talk to you about the Padres as well. So if it's a renewal, the next time you have a renewal, before you just renew, get in contact with Mark. If you want information on a new policy, Mark is a great insurance agent. Again, I had a claim in here last year. He made it super simple and easy. It would have been a disaster without the service of Mark Nimitz at Farmers Insurance. So please, if you have insurance needs, please support our title sponsor. Yeah, all his information always is above my head. If you want to reach out to Mark, just go to mnimitzatfarmersagent.com or you can give him a call there, 858-866-8147. When you reach out to Mark, let him know that uh, John and Jim from the wrap-up show sent you. All right. Thank you, Mark. Let's get back to some of these supers, guys. Please subscribe if you're here. We appreciate the supers. Click the dollar sign below the chat box. This turned into a trade deadline special. And for a buck ninety nine, Justin will send us down the path of talking about Shohei Otani. We need a DH and a starter. Otani question mark. Just I like that, Justin. Just throw it out there. I mean, what do you think? Have you ever thought of the name Shohei Otani? Jim, what do you think? I mean, they need a DH, they need a starter. I kind of like it. I feel like he probably could help you out offensively. I think he could pitch for you. Yeah, my yeah, costume. I think it would. I think it would be a. I think it would be a win for the Padres if they landed him. A couple prospects to get yeah. it done. You think? And maybe you, you include Grisham. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Otani's not coming here. Maybe it's Grisham, dude. I love. This is so. I love like in the off season or some or like people are saying, dude, just package uh, Grisham and Nola and Campusano and Jackson Merrill, and we can get Shohei Otani because. <laughs> Jackson Merrill's a top prospect. Like, do the Angels, let's be honest, do the Angels call you back if you leave a voicemail with whoever the GM is now? He's got, like, an interesting name. If you leave a voicemail like, hey, Jackson Merrill and Ethan Salas and Dylan Lesko and is it Dylan Head, whoever the hell they just drafted, I don't even think he'd be traded within a year, but whatever. And Robbie Snelling. What do you, uh, do they call back? Is that a good deal? I mean, he's a, he's a rental. 
But I mean, you gotta I mean, you gotta be crazy to think that Shohei Otani just said yesterday that his number one motivation is to play for a winner and losing sucks. Now, do the Angels move him at the deadline? Maybe. I'd be surprised, to be honest, but maybe they move him at the deadline. But if they do, I mean, he's going to go to a 500 Padres team. Right. He, gets to, <laughs> he goes to a team that has a worse record than the, than the one right. he's on. It's like it's going to be like four games out of a playoff spot. Like, I don't know. That seems like a bit of a stretch. And by a bit of a stretch, I mean, I don't see any scenario where he's traded to the San Diego Padres for a zillion reasons. Like, they don't have the system to do it, and they don't have the record to do it. Yeah, the Padres, and I don't know if the Angels even move them. The Padres don't have the prospect capital to even sniff an Otani trade because they used all of that capital on Soto last year. Mm-hmm. Now, if they still had Gore in the system and they had uh, James Wood in the system and, you know, like maybe, but you used all that up on Juan Soto last year. So there was a 0.0% chance you're going to trade for Otani. And shit, if they want Otani so bad, just wait a half season and you can go sign him in the offseason. But again, I don't even want to fucking talk about them trying to sign Otani because this shit, it's just the spending a bunch of money so far is not it. <laughs> right. I mean, yeah. I, I can't even entertain the idea of Shohei Otani free agency. Now, do I think there'll be rumors for every team? And because AJ Preller's crazy, do I think... There'll be articles on it. Yeah, probably. I do. I, I'm sure we'll hear Bob Nightingale say the Padres are one of 13 teams with an interest in Shohei Otani. Like, I'm sure that's going to happen. And Shohei Otani likes the West Coast. And the Padres are com- with, the Padres are willing to spend five. Well, we're going to hear it all. But is it realistic? Is it going to happen? Is he coming to a team that, it, let's say, I mean, you have to make the postseason to even be in the conversation when he's a free agent, obviously. He's not going to come here if you don't make the postseason. This year. So I don't even want to entertain it, to be honest with you, because no. I don't find it realistic. I didn't want to entertain it last year. People wanted to talk about it. I told you we we both said it's not happening, and it didn't happen. He wasn't dealt, you know. Um, run it back. Thank you again. He says, uh, what did it cost us to get Hudson? To get an idea. Um, to get an idea of what it cost to get a reliever that's having a nice year. A guy that I have no idea. I, I don't remember. I think someone in the chat put it, Mason Thompson. Oh, some reliever guy. I don't know. Yeah, it was uh, the old um, Jordy Barley and Mason Thompson deal. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, I miss those guys. So, yeah, the point is you can get relievers that are having nice years. Yeah. Although there'll be a lot of buyers because there's, we talked about it the other day. You said there's going to be seven or eight sellers, so there's going to be a lot of buyers. So maybe that drives the price up a little bit, but you're not trying to trade for a Shohei Otani. No. Like, there's a difference between Daniel Hudson and, like, Shohei Otani. <laughs> Like, I don't know if you could pull off Otani for Mason Thompson and, and Jordy Barley. Did you see the article that Marty retweeted last night in Spanish? Did you use Google Translate to translate that, or did you click on it? Uh, no. The article about but I did Juan see it. Soto. I did see it, and I yeah, did Juan not. Yeah, Juan Soto has been asked again about whether he will be moved at the trade deadline. Oh, and he said at the end of the day, after the Nationals traded me, nothing surprises me anymore. Uh, he also said, I'll be up for anything. Right now, I'm trying to play ball. I'm a member of the Padres, and what I'm trying to do is bring a championship to San Diego. Everything is possible. We're not as far as w- far away as people say. I think we have a chance in the second half. We have the talent. We have the players. What we have to do is come together and play good ball. Um, let's see here. He said he got off to a slow start. Very uncomfortable. I'm not going to lie. They were very difficult moments, but thank God we were able to make the adjustments, get ahead, and have a good first half. He, I think he's talking about himself when he says yeah. it that way. Yeah. We had a good first half. I hope I have a better second half. Um, right now, I don't think about things that haven't happened. After the All-Star game, I will focus on my one mission, helping the Padres win games. So that's Juan Soto yesterday in Spanish using Google Translate. Kind of what I said yesterday. He's not thinking about free agency next year or a contract like he cares more about uh you know winning games right now and making sure he has a good season than anything like when he's going when he was struggling this year do you think during his struggles he's like shit <laughs> I wonder if I wonder if I'm gonna get a contract like right, right. You, you know what I mean like he's gonna get paid he's gonna get a shit ton he of will. money mm-hmm. so Th- this year especially you're not thinking about that you're just not 
All right. Good point. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think what he said, though, about like, hey, I think last year he was probably a little naive to the idea that he could have been dealt. He's talked about that. And now he's like this season pro, even though he's only 24. And he's like, listen, it's a business. I don't think Juan Soto is getting traded, but we don't know for certain. Everything we said about A.J. Preller, you know, his willingness to buy, could he in the same breath have a willingness to pull off some massive move and sell off a piece if this team really doesn't perform out of the I'd gates in the second half? utterly shocked. Me too. Me too. Like jaw on the floor, speechless. I don't know how to comprehend what the fuck just happened. Shocked. Even if they even if they fall ten games under, yeah, because you made a good point the other day. It's all about twenty twenty four. Where you're just going to regroup, like you're going at that point, you're going to sell off Snell and Hater because they're not going to resign here, so you can get something for them because they're not going to be here in twenty twenty four. But Soto, like you got to this this the mindset for this organization. Can't just be like, well, fuck it, we tried, so we're just going to give up on the next 10 years. Like, they're going to have to regroup <laughs> here and try to win next year. And Soto's a big part of that. Yes. That, I mean, there is no going um, punting on next year. I'm looking at it right now from MLB trade rumors. I mean, they've, they're have like $200 million in for next year. You know yeah, what I mean? I, I mean, know. yeah. They it's have maybe not that high, much. but it's a big, big number. They're it pot committed. Cronworth, Suarez, they're pot committed, yes. I mean, yeah, I, I, that's why I'd be utterly shocked because I think 2024, their motivations are the same as 2023, which is to get to a World Series and or win one. Um, so just because you're having a bad 2023 doesn't mean you're going to then rebuild for 2024. That doesn't make any sense to me the way they've spent um, guys, we want to tell you about our partners here on the wrap-up show, including our friends over at Aura. Their co-founder, Will, is a huge Padres fan, a native San Diego, and they've got offices right here in San Diego and Liberty Station, a great company that's done business with us for the better part of the last two years. And it's always great to support um, you know, what they're bringing to our listeners because they have great products. You can take that from us. I've been taking their probiotic literally every day for over a year for digestion and heart health and mental clarity. All of their products are plant-based nutritional products, every single one of them. So whether it's the probiotic or the pre-workout supplement or the proteins for after workouts or the omega-3 oils, if you're taking fish oil, they have omega-3 oils. If it's the sleep pills, immunity pills, and they have more, you can go to ORA.organic. You can click the link in the description down below. You're trying to get healthier yourself, your spouse, your family, your friends. Great way to support our channel as well. Check it out as you watch the wrap-up show. See how they can help you get healthier here in 2023, 20% off. Also, uh, their subscriptions right now at ORA.organic. So if you're looking to get healthier, if you want to support the channel, make sure to check them out, ORA.organic, or click the link in the description down below. Yeah, they have everything you need to live a healthy lifestyle. Uh, if you guys want to get healthy, um, you know, start taking some supplements. Go to Aura, www.ora.organic. It's the cleanest on the market, plant-based, organic, um, the pre-workout that I take, the raspberry lemonade flavor, delicious, and it's it gives you everything a pre-workout you want from it, um, but not not all the bad side effects that other pre-workouts give you, like that you know dramatic crash after you're done with your workout. Um, so go there right now, check out some of their stuff, pick up some stuff, and uh, you'll thank us later. I'd like you to entertain this. What like? Like, how how should I entertain it? By responding to it. No, <laughs> it's not happening. It's not. It's that's like major league thinking is not happening. That's like uh, MLB the show. Like, hey, I'm going to trade Soto for Atani in MLB the show. <laughs> right, exactly. And but Soto think, is under control through 2024. Who? I don't. I don't so, even think the. I don't think the computer would even let you do that. In, so in the, the Angels game. get Soto for 2024, and no, I mean they need I, more than one piece. I mean the Padres needed more than one Soto. We've learned, you know. Yeah. So I think the Angels need six pieces in their system over one major league ready bat, not just major league ready. Obviously, you know, great player. But if if you can't win with a great player like Shohei Otani, why could you win with a great player like Juan Soto? Right. You could win with five great players potentially. So they gotta, yeah, they gotta. It's the adage like. You need a good team, not a good player. 
exactly. need a bunch of good players to be a good team, but not one good player is going to make you a good team. Yep. No, I completely agree. So it's interesting. I mean, we'll see, guys. Uh, coming out of the break, these critical 10 games to start the second half in Philadelphia, in Toronto, in Detroit. Um, there's no magic number here, by the way. I don't think six and four and they're in the playoffs and five and five and they're out. Or seven and three and they're in the playoffs and six and four and they're out. I, I don't see it as a magic number. I really don't. I just know they have to play well. And to your point earlier, they can't have another three and seven stretch this season. If they do, they are out. It's pretty much that simple. I think they got to be consistently good, not perfect, but consistently good in the second half. And that begins Friday night in Philadelphia. So it's, it's a little hairy, but what we saw last week gives you some hope. But then again, what we saw two weeks ago, Jim, doesn't give you a lot of hope based on what they did in Pittsburgh and Cincinnati. Yeah, they're five and one in their last six, but they're six and six in their last 12. You know, right. They, so. I think that you look at this road trip is everybody has to be hyper focused coming out of the break. Like everybody pulling on the same rope for like ready to go from day one. You can't ease your way into this thing. You just can't. Cause if you do, you're, you're fucked. I mean, you go three and seven on this trip. It's like, I mean, you're back, back to eight games under it's good night. Mm -hmm. Um, so, so yeah, and I'm going to sneeze, I think. Do it. Wouldn't be a show without you doing it. And it's, <laughs> oh, bless you. Oh, it's Darvish, oh. Snell, Lugo, and we don't know about game two. Could be Waka, I'm TBD, assuming. Yeah. Well, I'm sure they're going to see how Waka, oh, I think they have to wait to announce Waka because isn't he on the IL? He is. Okay, so I would assume like maybe Saturday. They announced like Waka's coming off the IL. He's going to be starting our next game. Yep. You know what I mean? Because they're going to yep, everyone want the extra player for Friday. Oh right, they'll get the extra player. True, by playing two games. Um, so we'll see. I, again, I, I like this rotation. I really do. Heading into the second half, they just got to stay healthy. And if Snell and Musgrove pitch like this for the second half of the year, you know, you could yeah. make a run. If Snell's lights out, if Musgrove's lights out, if Waka looks like Waka, you got a chance to make a little bit of a run, but. You know, we've said this before. Until they do it, they need to do it. Simple as that. And um, we'll see if they're able to do it out of the break. Uh, before we get out of here, guys, I do want to remind you about our partner here on the wrap-up show, and that is our friends over at Underdog Fantasy. This is the best place to be playing daily fantasy sports. They've got the seventh inning stretch going on right now. You have to sign up by Friday, by the way. You draft your team, and they take care of everything else. You draft. They set your lineup. There are no waivers. There are no trades. It is just $7 to enter. $7 to enter. You got a chance to win part of $150,000 in prizes. This closes on July 14th, which is Friday. So sign up right now at Underdog Fantasy or on the Underdog Fantasy app. Again, underdogfantasy.com or the Underdog Fantasy app. Use promo code PADSWREP. Pods wrap and get a 100% deposit match up to $100. Again, promo code Pods wrap, PADSWREP, and get a 100% deposit match up to $100. They have Pickums going on today. Let's see. Do we have all star Pickums going on? We do. <laughs> we do. Will Zach Gallon throw a pitch higher than 96 miles per hour tonight? That's very hard for me to know. Oh, I'm taking the higher. Take the higher because you're going to take the adrenaline. Adrenaline is going to be just pumping. Will Ronald Acuna have a hit tonight? Yes. So higher. Okay, so Ronald Acuna is going to have a hit. I'm I'm trying to get five picks in here. Um, will Hater was Hater going to appear in this game? If they have a lead, why? Well, uh, no, he'll, he'll appear. Okay, so will he have a one and a half strikeouts? Yeah, higher. He'll have two in in one inning. Okay. Um, let's see what else here. Pick a rando player. Okay. Well, they're all all stars. I know, but just pick someone like like. I scroll. took higher than a half hit plus walk for Soto because he'll walk. Let's be honest. Okay, don't even uh, don't even. Yes, yeah, oh, we will. Oh, who's this guy? This guy's a random Otani. Yeah. So I took higher on half a hit. So look at this. This is if we go five for five here, guys. Twenty pays four hundred. Is that good? And we can insure it, and we could still win two hundred, and even four pays fifty. So sign up right now. You can play the pickums. I'm going to insure it and play right now. Use promo code 
P-A-D-S-W-R-A-P. Get a 100% deposit match up to $100 at underdogfantasy.com. Are you watching tonight, Jim? Yeah, of course I am. I, I, I think the Major League Baseball All-Star game um, is the best All-Star game there is. I think the first couple innings are are awesome. I mean, because you're going to have the best players in there versus the best pitchers. Well, getting later into the game, it gets kind of like, who's that guy? Like, why mm-hmm. am I like, what? You know, like you want to see Otani, you want to see Soto, uh, you want to see Ronald Acuna, you want to see, you know, all of these guys that are starting all-stars. Um, like the National League all-star team, you got pretty much the Braves and the Dodgers and then a couple other guys on the roster right. there. And the American League all-star team is um, like the Texas Rangers and Otani. <laughs> right so it's a good point yeah I'm, I'm looking forward to it i'm with you i think the first couple of innings are always intriguing i want to see soto um i'd like to see hater with a lead mm-hmm. um yeah it's the all-star game it's special it really is it is, is the major league baseball all-star game it, of among the big four it has stood the test of time better i think than obviously yeah. the nfl nba is a joke it doesn't look like basketball nhl i don't really watch so yeah i, I think it it looks like baseball when i watch the all-star game does zach gallon on the mound versus Garrett Cole do it for me? No. Not so much. And to the end of the point now that in baseball you get the uh balanced schedule. So you're playing everybody. So it's not like years past when it's like when it was guys have never, you know, the you didn't play the Yankees or whatever. Like everybody plays everybody plays everybody now. So that's kind of taken a little bit out of it, but it doesn't change the fact that I think the all-star game with the announcing of the players uh, and then the first couple innings, I think are all great. All right. That'll be tonight. We'll be talking about today on John and Jim three to six, San Diego sports seven, six. We'll be talking about the second half and the trade deadline as well. What it means for the Padres, what direction they go. So please do join us today on the radio, San Diego sports seven sixty from three to 6 PM. Of course, we'll be back with you on the wrap up show later this week, following game one, of the Padres Phillies series from Citizens Bank Park in Philadelphia. That'll be on Friday afternoon. We'll have a wrap-up show for you on Friday night. Um, If you are here, please subscribe. Whether you're here live or on replay, we do appreciate that. Please smash the like button for us. You can follow us on social media at John Schaefer, at Jim Russell SD. If you're here on replay, we appreciate the super thanks as well. And thank you for your support of our partners, whether it's Mark Nimitz at Farmers Insurance for your insurance needs. He's our title sponsor. There's a link in the description down below or Aura, ORA.organic. If you're looking to get healthier, they have plant-based nutritional products. You can click the link in the down, uh, click the link in the description down below. And then Underdog Fantasy, we told you, 100% deposit match up to $100 by using promo code PODSWRAP. That is P-A-D-S-W-R-A-P. We'll catch up with you later on today on the radio. For Jim, I'm John. This has been The Wrap-Up Show. Peace. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.